Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Something has occurred to me that I have not heard anyone else talk about. So I don't know if I'm the first one to realize this. I doubt it. But I am in kind of a unique position to put two and two together. And it is um, potentially controversial, what I am about to say. But it is so thought-provoking, I think it needs to be discussed. Of course, this year, Art Bell died. He was discovered dead in his bed the morning of Friday, April the 13th of 2018 in Nye County in Pahrump, Nevada. And uh, he was 72 years old. They say his official cause of death was accidental overdose. And, of course, we know that Art had health problems, and I'm sure that he was taking a lot of medications to, um, to ease his pain. So I did a podcast a while back about me taking a trip to Pahrump in the county of Nye, the kingdom of Nye, for the very first time. And as part of that podcast, I mentioned that uh, in Nevada, prostitution is legal. It's the only state in the United States with legal prostitution. And the closest legal brothels to Las Vegas, where I am, are in and around Pahrump, Nevada, in the Kingdom of Nye. And the the chief of the brothels was a man named Dennis Hoff. He owned, I think, at least seven of them around the state of Nevada. And um, Dennis Hoff, I would imagine that Dennis Hoff and Art Bell were probably the most two famous people from the Pahrump area. Um, Dennis Hoff was on the HBO series Cat House, and um, he just knew a lot of celebrities and people in positions of influence, political commentators and things like that. Uh, and of course, I, I talked a little bit about Lauren and I just going there to have our pictures taken in front of the chicken ranch just for fun. But while we were there, uh, we were seeing the big political signs all over the place for Dennis Hoff. Because Dennis Hoff had, uh, well, he'd run, he, he was in the process of running for the Nevada State Senate in a very influential seat. You know, that takes in part of Clark County and Nye County. I mean, Clark County, that's here where you have uh, Las Vegas. I mean, uh, and he had won the Republican primary. And he was such a Republican that he was calling himself the Trump from Pahrump. Well, two days ago, Dennis Hoff was found dead in his bed. And uh, he was 72 years old, also in the Kingdom of Nye, right there near Pahrump. So, what's especially interesting about all this is that Art Bell was a big supporter of President Trump. 
a very outspoken supporter. As a matter of fact, uh, I have in front of me Art's very last Facebook post, which was posted on April the 9th of this year, and he was defending the president. Here's the actual post. The FBI has just raided the office of the president's lawyer. This is pretty serious stuff, and I want to say again, if the hate of Trump continues to be manifested by investigating everything Trump has ever done, they will get him on something eventually. If you tear anybody's life apart and look at every little thing they have ever done, you can get them. So that was his final thought on Facebook, was uh, a comment in defense of the president. So we have Art Bell, who is uh, a guy who sways a lot of minds. And, and let me tell you, he, he, he was taking fire all, you know, the whole time he was supporting the president because, you know, it's a lot easier just not to come out and um, give an opinion when you're in his position, but he felt it was important to do that. So here's Art giving this very strong opinion about his support for Donald Trump. And then here's Dennis Hoff who everybody said was clearly going to win the GOP seat uh, here in this area, calling himself the Trump from Pahrump. And then here's Art Bell, found dead in his bed unexpectedly there in Nye County at the age of 72. And then six months later, Almost to the day, six months and three days later, we have Dennis Hoff found dead unexpectedly in his bed in the morning at age 72. Now, we'll have to wait and see what the coroner says about what happened to Dennis Hoff. But isn't that, I don't know, it just seems kind of weird to me that these two fellas, same age, would be found dead under the same circumstances to some degree within six months of each other at the same, you know, right there within the same area. And um, and they had this sort of common uh, enthusiastic support for, uh, for the president. You know, I don't know what that means. I, honest to God, I don't know what it means. I have always been one of those people who does not believe that there is such a thing as mere coincidence because that would imply there could somehow be an effect without a cause. But I certainly am not going to pretend that I know what that cause may be. And uh, it, it, you know, I'm not saying it's something that's human created. It, it may be something that only God himself would understand, that only the powers behind the scenes could orchestrate. I don't know. But I want you to think about that. And, you know, that you have these other interesting similarities between historic individuals who die, and I don't want to give any names because I don't want to be accused of making any direct comparisons between people, but you might know what I'm talking about historically there are certain people, sometimes they live a hundred years apart or whatever, but still, the way they live and die seems uh, very similar in some ways. Now, I have no reason to believe, I've never heard a thing about the fact that Art Bell ever knew Dennis Hoff or vice versa, or that those two interacted in any way. 
again, I would presume that those two were the most famous people from Nye County who call Pahrump home. That's I would assume that's the case. Uh, I can't think of anybody else. But aside from that, I mean, there's just it just feels weird to me. It just feels weird. So think about that. And uh, please let me know what your thoughts are or, you know, if you have any um, any insight, I guess. You know, you know, you can always contact me through my website, joshuapwarren.com. My email address is there if you, you scroll down uh, the page. And in fact, I, I asked everybody yesterday to send me thoughts on what the scariest Halloween costume might possibly be. And I've been getting emails, and I want to read one to you. Uh, this is one of those situations where, you know, if you missed yesterday's podcast, I was saying like, okay, uh, let's say I said to to my wife, Lauren, I'm going to step into my office for five minutes. When I come out, I'm going to have the scariest costume on. What would that be? What would the scariest costume you can possibly imagine be? And not surprisingly... The one I want to read to you today came in from Mobius. And he, not surprisingly, came up with a concept for a costume that is technologically uh, difficult, if not impossible, right now. He actually starts his email by saying, "Using, using current technology... We would be hard-pressed to create this live, but here it goes. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to read this to you. He says, Using a type of holographic technology. Right off the bat, you're like, oh, Jesus. Using a type of holographic technology, the most scary costume would be morphing so as to look like a demonic entity with human-like souls trying to escape. And you can see them being sucked back into the entity. It would not have a fixed shape and would be in flux as these souls would be shooting all in and out of its main body. It'd be even more scary if it appeared slightly uh, transparent too and shimmering like it was not in a steady state in this reality. A smell of burning chemicals and low-level sounds of torment being heard, like Art Bell's Hole to Hell, in sync with all you are seeing, without warning, as you walk out the door to surprise me. Maybe I now feel a high-voltage tingle in the air, and all my body hair stands up as I see this unfolding, and now it lifts an appendage and just points and says... I am here for you. In a deep, demonic bass voice, this is the time to crap your pants. Well, uh, I just thought, you know, maybe like Frankenstein or something coming out. You know? Um... (laughs) No, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, 
I was not anywhere near where Mobius is. See, I, I have finally figured out what my scariest thing would be, I believe. What the scariest looking thing would be that would come out of there. I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to share what I'm thinking until I've gotten more emails from you with what you're thinking. But it, listen, it doesn't have to be as extreme as Mobius's. He He's going off into fantasy land to a degree that I didn't imagine. But that's fine. Hey, what the hell? Let's just make it wide open. He uh, he set a tone here, I guess. But I mean, like honestly, it would not be it, it would it would be okay if you just said, uh, you know, the Wolfman came out, you know, from the old Universal Pictures, or a guy comes out with a potato sack on his head, or you know, there's uh, look, it doesn't have to be some kind of incredible, innovative, impossible costume like that Mobius is describing. But this shows you how wide open the possibilities are. So you can definitely feel free to send me whatever you'd like and give me whatever description you'd like, however simple, however complex. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll share it with folks. But I, I just want to know what would really scare you and of course i think uh i'm gonna say again i'm gonna save mine i'm gonna put mine off for a while i think i've already got it but i want to make sure but mine is something i've actually seen and so that gives me an advantage i mean this is a real type of costume that i've actually seen and so um it's something attainable Something that you could even use as your costume if you wanted to this Halloween. So keep those suggestions coming in. Like, what would that scariest costume be if if I closed the door, I opened it, I came out, and, oh my God, you know, here you see this. Um, speaking of spooky things, last night, Lauren and I watched Zach Bagan's feature film documentary that came out this year called Demon House and of course I'm talking about Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures and I, I mentioned yesterday I guessed yesterday that uh, I'm going to be on the Ghost Adventures live Halloween special October 31st and so um, one of the things that Zach has at his haunted museum here in Vegas is part of the Demon House, a staircase from the Demon House. So Lauren and I watched his Demon House movie, and it was pretty freaky. It really was. I mean, um, it, 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 it was it was disturbing in a number of ways. And I know that there are people out there who might might think, well, you know, he's just going over the top in certain areas trying to uh, sensationalize this but the facts surrounding you know what was happening are pretty hard to deny and uh, yeah it was kind of it was kind of a freaky movie and it it, it ends or it comes you know toward the ending um, so Zach goes into this house and they board him up in the house okay so they they take boards and put over the doors and the windows and screw everything into place so that he is absolutely just stuck there. There's no way he can run out of this house. So we watched it on Amazon 
And uh, I'm not going to tell you, of course, what happens when he's in this house and that happens to him. But um, Lauren was saying, you know, it's Halloween time. You've got a couple of uh, short videos on YouTube showing yourself holding up in some of these haunted houses. Why don't you remind everybody about that? Because it's something kind of cool that they might enjoy. And so uh, here you go. There is a documentary I shot that is only about 30 minutes long that you can watch for free on YouTube that I shot about 20 years ago. So if you want to see what I looked like and sounded like 20 years ago, it's kind of funny, I I have to admit. Um, It's called Alone in a Haunted House. So... If you go to YouTube and you type in alone in a haunted house and then Joshua P. Warren, you'll see this come up and you can watch it for free. There's also another uh, posting of it. I gave my friend Timothy Green Beckley permission to post it on his channel and he titled it Joshua P. Warren scared shitless in a haunted house. Now that is not at all the case. I was not scared shitless, as you will see when you watch it, even though it was eerie. I must tell you that. Um, but I, but he's, you know, he's just having fun. He's just being silly, and that's cool because we want people to um, to check it out. So, alone in a haunted house, Joshua P. Warren. You type that in, and you'll find the documentary there. And and one thing I will tell you, uh, it was I'm talking like alone, alone. I'm, you know, I, there wasn't any cell phone contact with anybody. I didn't have any kind of camera crew thinking about me whatsoever. I mean, I was there on that property 100% alone for 24 hours. And that actually that documentary alone in a haunted house uh, when it came out it became the number one best selling documentary in the history uh, of that distributor I, I was I distributed it with uh, a company in New York and it was their their best selling documentary ever so the other one is shorter and uh, this was shot you know later on when I got a little fatter for a while and uh, this one is called oh crap hang on a minute Um, this one is called Alone in America's Most Haunted Bedroom and uh, that is seven and a half minutes long so if you type in Alone in America's Most Haunted Bedroom and Joshua P. Warren, you can find that one. That's about the night I spent at Myrtle's Plantation. Now, frankly, if you just type in Alone and Haunted and uh, Joshua P. Warren, I'm sure they'll both pop up within the first few um, things that that come up on, on uh, YouTube. So, you know, I don't know if that's something that you're interested in or not, but again it's they're both short they're free and i'll give you a glimpse at some of the stuff that i did at different phases of my past so anyway um speaking of tv stuff you know i told you man these tv companies they're they're contacting me every single day like crazy i i I woke up today 
and I had an email from a big TV production company saying, we need you to pack your bags and get on an airplane right now because we want to be shooting with you tonight or tomorrow morning in San Francisco. So pack your bags, get on the airplane. It's time to send your ass here, you know. I wrote them back. I said, "Guys, look, you know, this is this is a really cool show. They wanted me to talk about some space conspiracies. That's fine. I can do that." So this sounds like a really cool show. But, you know, you're contacting me in the middle of my busiest month of the year and asking me to pack my bags and jump on an airplane. You know, why couldn't this have happened maybe sometime last month? Not that I wasn't busy last month, but, you know, not not like this. And so, you know, I had to tell him, like, I, I, it, that cannot be done. I mean, I, I could do it if I really, really, like, if you said, if you popped up and you were like, I'm going to give you a million dollars to do this, then I could work it out, all right? But basically, with the, with the way the TV business works, I mean... You know, you go through all this stress and all this drama, and you get there, and uh, you have to cancel other obligations. And I don't like doing that. You know, I have other things that I have to do, and I don't want to cancel obligations. So anyway, I just I'm telling you that because I want you to understand the reality of like how some of these, many of these production companies are. You know, they'll just. They don't give a crap what you're doing in your life. You're getting married tomorrow? Well, postpone that shit, you know? And uh, so they'll tell you, you know, get on an airplane. I say, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Sorry. So I'm just telling you that again because I think you might find it interesting if you don't work in the TV business to understand a little bit about how these companies work and they wait to the last minute to just toss stuff in there. And that's how a lot of media is in, in general, as a matter of fact. But anyway, yes, I do have plenty to do. Uh, lots to... <laughs> uh, lots to dig into the rest of this month. My God. But anyway, I'm looking forward to getting your feedback. I want to hear your thoughts on what I said regarding Art Bell and Dennis Hoff. And I would, I still want to hear your stories, uh, your suggestions, your ideas about, you know, a, a Halloween costume. What would really scare you? If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P. Joshuapwarren.com. Just scroll down the homepage, and you'll find my uh, email address there. And while you're there, click the link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. And you never know what else I'll be tweeting in addition to that. I've already tweeted some interesting things lately that are not even quite related to this program. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you Again soon.